1: I'm an actor, right. um, and how many times in acting class, uh, as a class, not in actually an, an event, but I'm I'm really scared of my peers. Yeah, And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to perform. We've just been given a script, and I've got to – I'm conscious. I'm not even looking at the words or becoming the character on the page, or I'm worried about how I'm going to look in front of my friends. Um, God, you, you can't hmm. – you're a slightly dyslexic. You're slightly dyslexic. I've got this thing going on. You're you're not great at reading. You you, you fucked up last week. And like, oh, God, come on, you have got a. Right. That person's look. That person was really good. Got and they've just gone before you. Oh my goodness.
0: What chance have you got? You, have you been
1: there?
0: I think we've all totally. To. Yeah, I I I think we can all relate to that. I get it a lot in all areas. I get it. I used to get it in my um, corporate career. So many times. In, um, You know, I often refer to it as imposter syndrome in coaching. They often call it to that. And, you know, I know other coaches as well. When we speak, we talk about it and even coaches have imposter syndrome. So coaches feel that they can't be the coaches that they are. Motivational speakers feel that they can't be on a given stage, you know, let alone ordinary people who aren't coaches and who are just kind of living their life. All of us, have that inner critic that's the point here and all of and us go through a stage we, and of that you search
1: you end up searching for evidence to prove your inner critic correct for instance unfortunately at school at the sports day or sports the, the, the PE and you, you could be the last kid to be picked how bad is that for your self-esteem
0: completely I guess
1: you could go on in life thinking I'm the last kid to get picked and if you set that let that go on you've got evidence yes you are crap because you were the last kid you were the fat, skinny kid. You were the whatever right. kid, stupid kid. You know, you're the kid that nobody liked. And that you could take that on for the rest of your life. Well, one quick tip. I've got two tonight. Simple. Mm. Fake it till you make it. Uh, and you're not mm. fake Nice. It. People, you, you are being authentic. You might, people, you're not being real. But as an actor. So true. I become, listen, let me just take on a quick scenario. I went to a Christmas party on... Um, on Saturday, it was actors. And uh, cause I'm talking about actors, acting Christmas party. And I was actually scared. Right. Because I respect all these fellow to me, like studs um, in the acting world who are my peers. And I want to come across as charming, elegant, sophisticated, someone with gravitas. Like, you know, all these different things all at once. And I wasn't relaxed. I'm like, right, didn't really want to go. But I, I had to go. No, you've got to go and be seen. Yeah. And I had agents and casting directors there. Um, I, a little kid, part of me, part of the, those negative inner critic self talk scenarios in my life, all started to come back. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not good enough. You know come me. back. Come on, read. We talk and I poker faced it so many times. I know. I... <laughs> but still, even though I've poker faced it and I've still been through very. Tough physical, emotional, mental tasks. I Absolutely. still felt that. Like, and what I did was, I made I think I, that's I, th- Go on. I went. I went. No, uh, go before ahead. I went, what did you do? Before I got there, I thought, right, you're nervous. I thought, you can always have a drink. But <laughs> the thing is, with a drink, right. um, and it does make people more sociable, I wanted to be sharp because. As much as a drink is good for nerves, Dutch mm-hmm. courage. And that there is a time and a place for that. Um, I needed to be witty. And, and... that would dull my senses. So I knew I was going to have a drink, but I still needed to be sharp. So I went to the toilet. Yeah. I, I came in. I said, hello. I said, I just really need a wee. I went to the toilet and I sat down on the toilet. Didn't do go to the toilet um, and just got my thoughts together. And I thought, right read i talk to myself and it's the one thing that me and press teach in our retreats more than anything there's one thing you get from this i was aware of my situation so because i was aware i had tools okay read you got a lot of tools you teach this stuff you live it i became all these i I went into my special place in my mind and i I took on all these attributes and i went out anthony robbins tony robbins he does wonder with he, he spins round like wonder woman and he transforms i i actually say by the power of grace goal and it's cheesy it's love that learn a lot from kids they play and i come out and i'm like all right you can do this you, you're he-man and i went out there and i i had a great night you know
0: and i think this is the point that um I think this is the point that we got to recognize that our inner critic is going to be playing with us all the time, a lot of the time. And a lot of the time that the strange thing is that that inner critic is playing playing with our mind when we don't even realize it. And so part of the strategy that we want to share here is to become aware of the existence awareness. of our inner critic. That's an important strategy. One of, one of the cornerstone approaches of coaching and this is something not only myself as a you know transformational coach and speaker but any coach anywhere in the world will encourage student or the client to become more aware whether it's in the area of diet nutrition fitness weight loss whatever it is awareness is the first key so becoming aware of the existence of our inner critic is the first part now inner critic is a part of us that exists within our mind now our mind has our subconscious mind and our conscious mind and the inner critic shuttles Between the two, voices rise up from the subconscious where they've been seated for years, where we've been told in the past, like a tape recorder, you're not good enough, you're rubbish, you can't do that, you'll never achieve that, you're weak. And those subconscious voices then rise up to our conscious mind, and of course now they start to sabotage our progress, like you just described, when they kind of make us feel awkward in those situations, like you're at that party, they make us feel that we can't hang with this group of people here, I'm too small. Right. I, I can't be in this position. So awareness is enough. a key strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. So a key is learning to become aware that our inner critic exists.
1: And that's the thing. How do we become aware? This is the thing. How do we listen to that voice and realize, hold on a minute. Mm. that I don't want to. I'm going to turn the other voice on. The
0: nice Absolutely. One? How do you do that? So part of a part of part of becoming aware is recognizing when that feeling shows up. Usually when that voice comes, there is a feeling associated with it. Sometimes there's a physical emotion associated with it as well. And this is a great clue. The body gives us clues. We just need to tune into those a little bit. So a good way to become aware of it when you're self-managing, which is one of the goals of emotional intelligence, it is to become self-regulated, to emotionally self-manage. One of the clues that we get is look for our body. Look for if we're feeling a little tense. Look for if if if, if our posture is changing. Look for an elevation in heart rate. Look for heavy breathing. Start to understand what physical and emotional symptoms are showing up when that inner critic is talking so then when you're in a situation where you start to feel those physical or emotional symptoms you know that your inner critic is right there
1: and you know when, what I mean? when you have techniques it's the best thing in the world because oh hold on a minute I'm feeling like this do you know what? I right. know how to deal with that I've got this technique totally. here and it, it's so wonderful free
0: it's completely refreshing yeah it I've is, really it
1: is this it, in, in my recent life I've started to become uh, meditation is one of the best tools to becoming aware because you start to quieten everything
0: you start quickly. to quieten everything yeah and absolutely you, you
1: become aware of everything what's going on in your guts in your heart mm-hmm. oh i'm a bit tight here i'm feeling a bit of indigestion exactly i've become so aware it now rather than listening to my mind which is saying to me i want to go and eat some some bad food my body is talking it to is. my mind saying hold on a minute you know that that bad food, that might you might have a minute of gratification from the sugar endorphins, but it's gonna make you feel nasty on the inside. Yeah, um, same thing with a drug addiction. Um, you might I, I like having a beer once in a while. Okay, that's one of the alcohol is one of the biggest drugs going. I don't like to drink too much because it now it's, it's nice to feel a little bit inebriated, uh, a little bit uh. relaxed. But I now realise. The, the indigestion I get, that's, that's a big communication. That's awareness. My body's saying, we don't really like this beer.
0: Guess what? You don't want to drink as much beer. <laughs> you don't want to drink as much beer. So your body is giving you triggers. Body gives you feedback. And again, that's the same thing with any situation. The art here is we've got to learn when to listen to our body or our mind's feedback and heed it versus ignore it and usually when our inner critic is playing, playing its voice, and when our inner critic is talking to us, usually it's trying to get us to heed the inner critic, rather than ignore the inner critic, and what we have to learn to do is find ways to, to ignore that inner critic, and as I say, in addition to what you've just already shared, Alex, awareness is a key trigger, start to become connected with what's showing up in our body and our emotions So as we start to do that we can start to tune into the inner critic now once you've tuned into the inner critic and once you recognize oh yeah there's that voice again oh yeah okay i get it now you need to start talking and you you need to change the language rather than saying i can't do it you need to recognize that it's your inner critic that's telling you so it's called disassociation you're disassociating yourself and recognizing that you and your inner critic are not the same entity you are you you're the spirit you're the owner of this body this body mind system your inner critic is simply a voice that's playing around in your head so the second step is to recognize that you and your inner critic are not the same thing and call your inner critic out when you so, say oh yeah there, there he goes again
1: really good question um i kind of someone asked me about ptsd earlier on someone lives a traumatic experience and they keep reliving it they're not in the now
0: they're is it about the living
1: in the now Because when you keep living, and then when you realise that okay, that happened then, I'm actually, I'm okay now. I'm Mm. me reliving this experience is causing me pain. Why do I? If once you understand that, but how do you stop yourself from living reliving the traumatic experience? It's again about being self aware. But I think it is very much about that. How would you? How would you explain that? As a question that uh, people who suffer from PTSD have asked me
0: when we're dealing with traumatic experiences and we're talking about PTSD, we're stepping into the territory of uh, impressions, vasanas, um, old patterns that have been become embedded. So the trauma results in feelings that are then converted to memories or impressions that become lodged within the subconscious. They also become lodged within the body. So the body brain system traps that, which is why obviously a lot of physical ailments arise through PTSD as well as the emotional side. And so our inner critic plays up when our PTSD is being triggered by an event, right? Unfortunately, for those who've experienced PTSD will know this, um, you could just be sitting there and something somewhere on TV or something that somebody says, that's it, it triggers and your PTSD just kicks in it's not even situational it's 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 driven by a little trigger the seemingly smallest trigger but alex i i would say and i would say the same thing applies here it's becoming aware that it's rising and then secondly learning to distinguish ourselves from that that the ptsd is a condition we are not that condition the condition is acting upon us but we are not that condition the moment we recognize that we're able to start to buy out of the, of the pain that that condition is trying to enforce upon us.
1: I've got a great method here, which I use. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, thank you for sharing that. Welcome. Um, PTSD, traumatic experiences, they cause literally, although they're in the mind, they become physical. They manifest physically. They, they raise our As, heartbeat, yeah, our blood right. pressure. They basically Completely. kill us quicker. We, we, they can cause so many diseases. Guess what? Why don't it's a condition? It's a condition. Well, we have a spirit. We have a mind. Why don't we can create a different condition? Why don't we use the imagination that kids have? Um, when Eric eats a banana, he becomes banana man. I got um, by the power of grace, God. I talked about this just yesterday. The ninja before they went on missions, they had the kujikuri. They would meditate and have.
0: Certain hand is, gestures that they, yeah. they, they anchors
1: to, to like to give them courage power. What did I do just the other day? I, I, I went and did the by the power of Grace goal. Anthony Robbins does Wonder Woman. Some people have I, George St. Pierre, very well, amazing UFC legend. Yeah, get this. Sure. He did something that was a bit weird before a fight. He'd always tweak his nipples. That was his power <laughs> mode. That was his, it might seem silly, that was him becoming. Right. The person, and it was so ingrained. He, he'd done so much um, empowerment into elicitate, eliciting an emotion. Guess what? The negative emotions of a bit of, oh, God, that guy over there is a bit scary. I'm about right. to fight. And then, no, you haven't got time for that because you are He Man and you're going to go and save the day. And you've, you've, you've fought this fight a billion right. times in your mind. This is what. I'm going to teach on our on our um, on our retreat on the 27th to the 29th of March at Carbon Health Retreats. I'm going to talk about alter egos, the inner critic, um, me and the wonderful press. Any questions, young man, Uh, guys?
0: No questions so far. I think people will be chewing on what we've been discussing and hopefully starting to recognize where the inner critic is showing up. Because the purpose of these lives, the purpose of these conversations are to help people to start to awaken to what's going on underneath the surface. Far too many of us are living in autopilot. Far too many of us are living in reaction mode. By having these discussions, by attending retreats like the ones we run, like the one in March, we are able to start, we are able to put a spanner in the works of the automatic mind. We're able to disrupt that automatic pattern that keeps us in the same groove, like a record. For those of you who are old enough to remember records, we're stuck in grooves. Unfortunately, and I'm going to get philosophical for a minute, it is urban spirituality. We like
1: philosoph- philosophy.
0: Unfortunately, many of us don't even feel that there is anything wrong. There's the trick. We don't even recognize that there's stuff that isn't right in our life because we're so used to masking it with stuff to give us temporary shots of happiness that we're forgetting Ah. that actually there's something wrong underneath the surface. Hell, people have gone years in their life without recognizing this marriages have been disrupted lives have been tarnished careers have been disrupt- destroyed so much harm has happened because people have lived there years and years without recognizing that there's actually something underlying that's not right and invariably that's where the inner critic is lying